Hey everyone, welcome to the Hometown Fresh Podcast, the show that talks all things grocery, customer service, career development, and more. I'm Gracie, social media coordinator for Harps Food Stores, and today we'll be hearing from our loss prevention specialist and former detective at the Fayetteville Police Department, Travis Lee. Travis plays an integral role in the company by surveilling store cameras and transactions, dealing with customer and employee theft, and combating scammers company-wide. How are you today, Travis? I'm great, thank you. Have you done anything crazy today as far as like catching scammers or um, no. anything crazy on the cameras? Today I was on a Zoom call for most of the time and uh, we had a couple of phone calls here and there with gift card questions. And what we did was is we had one guy that brought a card back that didn't match the receipt that he purchased earlier this morning of $500. It was a vanilla Visa card. Mm. It happens quite a bit, but he brought in the card. It didn't match the receipt. So I went ahead and checked the card that he did purchase and it had already been spent. So mm. we told him we couldn't give him a refund and he had to more than to being scammed. Mm. So he's out $500, like we can't help him. Yeah, because the card had been used. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Well, I'm glad we were sort of able to help him, at least educate him, so that yeah. it doesn't happen again. Yeah, we've had some that have spent twenty dollars to $30,000 on these scammers. Oh, my gosh. Until you finally wake them up. Yeah, and that's why I like to talk with the mm-hmm. customer, because I'll explain to them. And I can hit on a lot of things that I've already heard and seen from other victims. Yeah. And I'll say, this is what they're asking for, this is what they're going to say, this is what they're doing. You know, and then it's like they wake up and they understand, oh, I am being scammed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it helps to have somebody that's not a family member tell them that because their family can say all day long, no, don't send that person money. Like, that's not real. And, you know, until an outside person or like somebody who's educated in that area and specifically does that tells them, sometimes it it doesn't click yet. Yeah. Everything kind of starts clicking and they understand that some of them, like I said, uh, wake up and some of them don't admit that they're being scanned, but they know. They get it, but they're embarrassed, so they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't shame them. That's not my point. Point just to let them know, hey, this is a scam. Right, right. So that's kind of funny that that happened to you today. I went to pick Travis up from his desk to come do this podcast, and I walked in on him on the phone with somebody who had just gotten scammed with some gift card stuff, which is the topic of conversation. So I'm going to start off just by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your career background looks like before we get into all that. Okay. Well, I was on a member of the Fayetteville Police Department for about 15 years. Um, I served uh, as a detective for the majority of that time. I worked Dixon Street for about a year in uniform, still and random Dixon Street stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we might have to do a whole podcast on just yeah, that because I'm of, interested. A lot of stories. Mm-hmm. A lot of stories. But then moved into CID and went and did a, just general investigations with juveniles, then moved into adult where we only worked adult crimes, you know, homicide, rapes, robberies, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was on the SWAT team. I was on you know, as an accident investigator. So basically, if there's a fatality anywhere, Fayetteville, I would go and work that. Like so, a car accident or yeah. just mm-hmm. any accident? No, any fatality in- accident. Oh, Okay. Yeah, because you have to, there's certain things you got to do. You gotta, I mean, you have to block off the whole scene. You got to just a really in depth uh, accident investigation. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. So this is very mild compared to some of your other career ventures. Yeah. I mean, dealing with people um, with uh, the gift card scam, they're not hurt. They're not totally bankrupt. Right. We've have, we have saved some people's financial savings when they've purchased uh, three or 4000 worth of gift cards at different stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I block every single one of the cards. And then I call them on the phone. And I say, hey, we blocked all those cards. You're going to get your money back. You think that they won the lottery. Yeah. Because yeah, they realize they're being scammed. Like two elderly females uh, took a loan out to pay this scam off. Oh, it was a gosh. inheritance scam. I forgot exactly all the details, but they convinced them that, hey, you got to pay $4,000. So they both took out $2,000 loans and spent all their savings, and we blocked all of it and got their money back. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. 
on that note, we are going to talk about gift card stuff, but in comparison to your previous career responsibilities, what do your responsibilities look like here at the company and what kind of stuff do you deal with on a day-to-day basis? Just kind of blanket. Uh, day-to-day, it's mainly um, helping stores uh, navigate different situations that people want video of different accidents. A private investigator might want something. They can't have that because uh, we're not involved in civil issues. We only help the insurance and police for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then gift cards, and then just all the theft investigations from mainly only employees, that's pretty mm. much. So let's just get into it with the gift card scammer stuff. I'm sure there's a lot that you have that you could educate our employees and even customers who like potentially have been hit with this sort of thing or have been approached by scammers, whether it's online or in person or whatever the case may be. What should an associate do if someone tries to buy an exceptional amount in gift cards? The first thing they have to do is definitely ask questions. And the reason why we do this, we don't just do this to protect the customer. We do it to protect HARPS. Like I said, when we first started this, um, I would run a report for gift card refunds, and I would see 2000 2000 1000 500 2000 mm-hmm. And what happens is these people get scammed. They go back into the store and try to get another card. If the scammers learn this, and they know that HARPS is weak in this area, mm-hmm. they'll get this card information, spend it, tell the customer who's being scammed, go back up to the store and get another card. This didn't work. They'll refund you. And mm-hmm. then sure enough, they'll go back up to the store, get another card. So now they're being scammed, and now we're being scammed. Yeah. And uh, this happened all the time. It's a million-dollar business. I'm sure this happens all over the country. But like I said, people, these scammers make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And the one question that we could ask as a cashier, the one question that they could ask is, are you giving this to somebody over the phone? And Because yeah. um, that's how they give it to them. They're either emailing it, texting it, or just talking to them on the phone. If they say no, then you find out how they're paying, and then you might even ask them, what are you buying this for? It's okay to ask questions yeah. because you're protecting the customer. When you're, whenever you're protecting anybody at all, it doesn't matter what kind of questions you ask. It's really, it's appropriate because some people might not think it's appropriate to ask that. It's kind of confrontational. Mm-hmm. And um, and you just tell them, say, well, the reason why I ask you this is because loss prevention might block these cards. Uh, so I need to ask, you know, general questions to see uh, what these are for and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... When you ask a customer why they are purchasing the card, can they ask who they're purchasing the card for? Definitely. Just say, hey, what's this card being used for? Are you going to give it to somebody in person or are you going to give it to somebody over the phone? And a lot of them, the scammers will tell them, say you're buying it for your grandkids or it's for a business. And the reason why you have to say it's for this certain reason to camouflage the real reason why they're giving it to somebody is because they'll charge you extra fees. So the scammers will tell somebody, tell them it's for this. And the reason why you tell them that is because they'll charge you another fee if you say it's for me over the phone or whatever this is for. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was wondering, that's who why they are they lie. telling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's why you, that's why you kind of had to push them a little bit more, especially when something doesn't sound, you know, it's for right. your grandkids. You're buying this $2,000 worth of support cards for your grandkids, you yeah. know, and they just ask that open-ended question like that. You kind of mirror their questioning or statement and naturally make them elaborate without being rude. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you just repeat the question back to them or repeat the statement back to them the last three or four sentences, last three or four words. And so you're buying this for your grandkids? Yeah, I have three grandkids, and they're all boys. Oh, Sephora gift cards. So all of them want the Sephora gift cards. So now the cashier should realize, okay, they're being scammed because who's buying Sephora gift cards for their boys? Mm-hmm. Nobody is, and yeah. it's for scammers. Yeah. And so that, that's why you ask them. And so then at that point, you might ask more pointed questions, or you call a manager over there, or you call me, and I'll talk with them on the phone and get them to tell me what it's really for. Mm-hmm. 
So Okay. So for the customer, from their perspective, what kind of tactics do these scammers come at them with? Like if I were to receive a message from a scammer, how are they going to start that interaction with me? And how do I know how to navigate it and know from the front end, like I'm being scammed? Well, there's really no foolproof way of doing it other than the fact of they start a dialogue with these, these customers, with the victim. And they might say they're an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, somebody. And they'll probably talk to them for a little bit and make them believe that they truly are a family member. On the flip side, it could be a romance scam. They're, mm-hmm. They have somebody that's overseas or in the army or something. They need money. And so they'll buy them an Amazon card. They'll buy them another Amazon card. Oh, I'm going to get a plane ticket. And they'll give these reasons. Oh, I got into an accident. All this. I've heard it. I've heard every single story mm-hmm. um, about I got into an accident. I can't. I need more gas money. Whatever the case may be. And they're just luring and stringing these people along. It's just a constant. Yeah. Uh, we've had some employees fall for it. We had a co-manager one time taking Google gift cards. And these Google gift cards were being sent to this love affair that they had over uh, overseas or whatever. He needed a plane ticket. And long story short, she was being scammed. Mm. Yeah. yeah, my mom actually works at a bank. She sees this all the time. And I didn't realize how prevalent it was. And we knew someone that this happened to. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, how did how did they fall for that? And she said, it happens all the time. Like, yeah. especially with elderly people, mm. you know, they've not grown up with technology. I can spot a scammer because I'm Gen Z. You yeah. know, like, I yeah. I can spot that sort of thing. And I grew up knowing what it looks like. And there's people who, who don't know what it looks like just from the get-go. And so that can be vital information for them to know and be able to. Well, the elderly, they... Um, there are a lot of them are lonely. They they want to be significant. Everybody wants to be significant in whatever, whichever way, at work, at home, somewhere. Everyone wants to feel significant. Mm-hmm. And that's the one way for them to feel significant. They're helping somebody. At least I think they are. Yeah. Uh, even though they're being scammed. And, and, uh, and so they're, they feel even more driven to help because the other person on the other phone, they convince them that they are helping them. Yeah. And uh, in a small way they are, but at the same time they're being scammed. And they get scammed out of their entire life savings. Yeah, that's so, heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is because some people they've sent boxes of money. I mean, it's just there's all different kinds of ways that these scammers get money from other people. And gift cards is a huge way right now. And it's easy. It's no way to trace it. The money's gone right when you give it to them. Yeah. Do we still carry those big name gift cards? Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, Sephora. Do we still sell those in stores? We do. Okay. Um, it's it's our job to as a store manager. It's their job, and our, of course, our job at the home office to help train every new associate. It's not really training them; it's just getting them to understand what the gift card scam is. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, gift card scams," and no one knows what it's about. Right. Once yeah. you fully understand and basically just put yourself, if that was your grandmother, would you want her to be scammed? And how do you explain to your grandmother how not to get scammed? You know, mm-hmm. and, and what would you do? What questions would you ask her? If they make it somewhat personal, they can understand it better. Because once we give them the knowledge, I mean, they'll be on fire for it, I'm sure. Yeah. Because there's no way cashiers are knowingly just allowing people just to buy gift cards for no reason. They don't understand the scam, and so right. they don't ask questions. Well, and I'm sure as a cashier, it can be easy to just get into the rhythm of working and you're not really check out mentally a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, I've never worked as a cashier, but I did wait tables and there is a certain level of like monotony to it to where I could, I could see where they would be like, yeah, sure. A $500 support gift card, whatever. And then not realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's a female buying the support gift cards, it's even Mm -hmm. harder. You know, I don't suspect anything. It's a female. Yeah. No one's buying $2,000 in Sephora gift cards. Nobody is. Yeah. And so when it's that amount or a high amount of any kind of unusual card, Nike, Sephora, Google, Best Buy, those are the high scam cards that I've seen. Amazon, we do sell them. We just got to make sure we educate and inform our employees of the dangers of them for other people. And for Harps, because like I said, when we first started this, we were giving refunds out like crazy. 
So what happens if a cashier starts to ask questions? There's like an elderly woman. She's buying $800 of Sephora or Google Play gift cards. And the cashier starts to ask her questions and she gets defensive and even gets angry. Then what do they do? Like, do they just sell her the card? Do they tell her no? What do they do? Uh, It's okay to tell the customer no. There's a fine line, I know, between customer service and all that kind of stuff. But again, when you're protecting somebody and you're thinking you're protecting somebody based on that, that information that you have, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the worst case scenario, you call me. Yeah. And as a lot of stores will do those, call me and then I'll talk with the customer. And um, I'll just tell them if they get testy with me, which some do, yeah. you know, why is it in your business? Well, and then I'll explain to them why we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and how many people will get scammed. And, and some people will, the pride gets in their way. I'm not being scammed. I'm being, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell them, okay, well, we'll let you purchase this one time and that's it. You're going to go somewhere else to buy them. Mm-hmm. Or I'll tell them no. Say, sorry, I don't feel comfortable selling you the gift cards and we'll just tell them no. Yeah. And they can always blame me. They can always blame loss prevention and say, well, they're going to block these cards if I don't get the information I need. Because otherwise, because they're going to call us and I'm going to talk with them and I'm going to say, well, they didn't want to tell me. Then more than likely they're going to block the cards. Yeah. So. So we were talking about before we started recording, writing to-do lists to help us get things done quicker. Because both of us have a little bit of ping pong brain, I think. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you talked about is you'll oftentimes write a list of different cases that you have to check in on at store 119 or store 156 or whatever it is. So what does your process look like for investigating a case, finding a specific scammer that keeps hitting the same store over and over? It just depends. Like we had one guy that was, for example, we called him a cigarette bandit. And what he would do is he would have a cart full of groceries, load them up all on the belt. As they're scanning the items, he would just randomly say, I need four cartons of cigarettes. They scan the carton of cigarettes and then give them to him. And then at the end of the order, he would say, oh, I forgot my credit card. I'll be right back. He takes the cigarettes, he's gone. And he scammed us at about six or $7,000 worth of cigarettes, maybe oh more, depending. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he hit tons of stores. So basically identifying that guy, focusing in on you know the cameras, where he's at, how many stores he's hit, and developing an amount of every place he's hit mm-hmm. and trying to guess, okay, he's been to this store, this store, this store today. Maybe he's going to show up to you guys tomorrow. So be careful. This is what he does. You know, mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for him. So that's one example of an investigation for a customer scamming us. For an associate stealing, you know, I just have to find the time to look at all the transactions depending on what it is. And so say it's, it's a cashier stealing money. I'll have to go through every one of the cashier's scans every cash transaction to just watch it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes. Sometimes it might take a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put it on pause and go do something else, help the store out, whatever, then go back to the, to the case. I got to find where I'm at. I got to find this date, this time, this register. Okay. And then mm-hmm. now I'm back into it. So... So in the case of the cigarette bandit, if the associates have been made aware, hey, this is happening, be on the lookout for this guy, this is what he's going to do, and they see a guy do all of those, like, check, 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 checks all the boxes, doing all the things that they were told to watch out for, what do you do? Can you block him from leaving the store? Do you call the police? And then what if the police don't get there in time? What does that look like? Well, yeah, never block him from the store. You basically just say, I can't give you these cigarettes until you pay for them. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the biggest thing. People were giving the cigarettes to him without payment yet. So you hang on to the cigarettes first. Hang on to them. You can scan them all day long, but keep them back in the back or wherever mm-hmm. out of his reach. And more than likely, he'll just leave. Call the police. Or if you recognize him, you might try to stall him. I'll say, yeah, sure, yeah, we got to get um, approval on this or whatever it is mm-hmm. and, um, and try to call the police. Another thing that he was doing, how we caught him was he was buying money orders. Mm. as well so if he wasn't selling cigarettes he'd come into a store and buy money order and so we eventually tracked him that way and so when he came in and bought a money order we called the police and that's kind of how we got him 
Yeah. And so he wasn't as suspicious at the time because he's buying money where he's not doing anything illegal. Right. You know, so that's another way we got his name and everything. So. Okay. So had he not been doing that, would it have been a situation of y'all just watch the cameras and you would have to figure out who he was through that or? Yeah, but basically maybe we get lucky and get a tag number. Uh, sometimes some people will actually buy something legitimately and use a gift card or use a debit card or credit card. The police can um, subpoena information and get people's information that way as well. Mm. tag numbers or just known associates who they're with they might buy something they have a credit card debit card whatever so it just all depends sometimes we don't get names at all it takes us forever yeah it's basically again informing the, the stores hey we got this going on train your people tell them this is what's happened don't give the cigarettes to them it took a while but they finally got the idea and it stopped yeah do you ever catch gift card scammers or are they no. like in thin air yeah basically more than likely they're from overseas Mm. and uh, from another country. That's what I've heard. That's what I've seen on some of them. I've talked to actually a couple of them on the phone before. Really? Yeah, which was fun, but at the same time, and I told one of them, I said, hey, let you guys know, every car that you purchase here, you send these people here to Harps, I'm going to block. Funny thing is, our sales for Sephora, Google, and all have dramatically dropped. Oh, good. Yeah, because I get an alert, and it could be 9 o'clock at night, I get this alert, I'm calling the store, or I'm blocking the card. Mm -hmm. And then once I block the card, it brings the customer back up, I'll talk with them, and I'd say 99% of the time, they're being scanned when they're not, and it's actually a legitimate purpose. I'll apologize, tell them this is why we did it, and just to protect them, and and now the store is also not giving a refund, and so everybody wins Mm -hmm. in that sense. Yeah. I feel like you're the type of guy to answer all of your unknown calls on your phone. And then if it is just like, congratulations, you won a $5,000 cruise. I feel like you would stay on the line and talk to them. That's funny. I do. Yeah. Do you actually? Uh That's funny. Because my wife always, all the time is like, why do you talk to those people? Well, I'm (laughs) curious. I want to know how they're scamming people. Like That's the only reason why I talk to them is because I want to know how they're scamming me. Yeah. Uh, I get a lot of insurance calls and I had an Amazon one one time. I got an email or something. It had called this number and it said it was Amazon. I called the number and it wasn't Amazon, but they said they were. Mm-hmm. He said he's with the American government and uh, there's a warrant for my arrest. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I'm so scared, you know. And, and <laughs> you said uh, that? oh yeah, uh, I was playing with, and we talked okay. probably on the phone 20 minutes. And he's like, yeah, don't tell anybody. I'm with. I was like, what agency are you with again? And he's like, the American government. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm, this is really making me nervous, you know, and all this yeah. stuff. And eventually he figured out I was playing with him. He said some choice words to me, hung up. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. spend a Saturday night. Like I said, the reason why I do that is because I want to know how they're scamming people. Mm-hmm. And um, he wanted in my computer. He wanted to give me his, my debit card number and all this stuff. I told him I had to ask my mom for permission first. And <laughs> he's like, how old are you? I was like, oh, I'm in my 40s. And uh, But my mom, she watches my account like a hawk. I can't I can't just give my card out, you know. And, oh, gosh. And, uh, mom, can I use it? You know, no, don't tell her. Don't tell her. And just, your wife is just sitting in the background shaking yeah. her head mm-hmm. going, please, yeah. we're trying to go to dinner right now. We're late for our reservation. Yeah. And I'm doing it to have fun, too, but also, yeah. um, I've also had texts from the CEO of Harps, Kim. Oh. What it says. Right. Hey, yeah. this is Kim Eskew. Please go get me a gift card. You know, why would the CEO ask me to go get a gift card? You know, but <laughs> the crazy thing is people have fallen for it. Mm. And so you get the gift card, you give it to them over the phone, and the money's gone. And yeah. um, money transfers, I know some people have done money transfers like that before. That's another thing to watch out for. The CEO is not calling you. The owner of the business is not calling you to get any kind of <laughs> gift card. And especially Apple, you know, the Apple cards are really, that, those are the high dollar or high scammers. We don't sell those. But mm-hmm. 
elderly people will buy Applebee cards. I'll see a $2,000 order of Applebee cards. Oh, gosh. Well, that, what happens is they're confusing it with Apple. Oh. Yeah. And so say, old people that's just another love one. their Applebee's. Another one I'll just immediately cancel. And then once the customer comes back up, I'll say, hey, did you try to buy some Apple cards? Oh, I did. I bought some Apple. No, you bought some Applebee cards. And, uh, and so it's funny. Yeah. So what are the consequences of committing gift card fraud if these people are caught? Well, um, I would say uh, there'd be an IRS issue there, tax fraud, mm. uh, because they're receiving all this money, uh, income, they're not paying anything tax-wise. That'd be the first thing, and it's all federal stuff. Of course, theft is simple theft, because you're scamming these people out of money. Yeah, I don't know how to solve that issue other than just informing people and trying to get them to understand no one's calling you. You're not going to win a refund. You're not going to get inheritance. You don't have to pay a fee for anything, any bill. No company's going to accept a gift card to pay a fee. Nobody. Yeah. So if, you to, if you're paying a fee with a gift card, you're probably being scammed. Yeah. That actually kind of made me think of, there was a scam going around in Mountain Home for a while. Mm-hmm. The Mountain Home Police Department will call people around town and ask for like donations or whatever, and which is a legitimate thing. But there was a scammer who caught on to that and started calling people and pretending to be the police department. And my mom got one of those calls and she kind of did what you do. She stayed on the line and was like, who is this? What do you want me to do? You know, mm-hmm. and she ended up not doing it. She's like, I would 100% donate to the actual police department. But that guy just sounded sketchy. Like sometimes they're really hard to distinguish. Is this legit or is this a scammer? Because they get they get good at it. Yeah, the scammers are smart. I mean, that's that's why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's really no way to tell you, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need. But you have to be inquisitive. You got to ask questions. For the police department to call you and say, hey, we, we need one a gift card for $25 for a visa. They're not going to ask you for $500 Sephora. Or at the same time, you're going to give it to them in person. You're never going to give it to anybody over the phone. You should yeah. never give a gift card number to anybody over the phone, over the computer, over text, take a picture of it, nothing. If you ever have to do that, you're being scammed 100%. Yeah. Um, I can guarantee it. Unless you're, you know, the daughter is in a ditch somewhere and she's got to pay some kind of driver or, you know, there might be some scenario somewhere down the road Mm -hmm. where you actually could do and be be legitimate. But if someone's asking you to send the number to them over the gift card, you're being scammed. Yeah. Yeah. What time is it right now? It's three, almost four o'clock. Yeah. So it's. Rob meow. Right. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Rob meow. Uh, you said something about checks. Do we take checks still in the stores? We do. There's so many things to tell you about that. But I mean, one like huge indicator is if someone like you is going into the store at 930 at night and you have two cartfuls of groceries worth $1,000 and you're writing a check, probably refuse the, the transaction. Because for one, why are you writing a check? You're 21 years old. <laughs> and two. I have a checkbook. Yeah. No one writes checks. Nobody does. No, um, except I don't for write checks, but I do have checks. The older generation, and that's because that's how they grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, if you're going to take this check, ask for an ID, of course. That's the first thing. And then ask for another form of ID. I need, a, hey, you got another form of ID? You got a credit card or something with your name on it? Because more than likely, they don't have that. And mm-hmm. if they don't have that, and then you say, I need another form of payment. Uh, you call me and let me help you uh, navigate through that. Okay. That's another clue is when someone already has a check written out with all the information on there already, that's a big red flag. Don't accept that, period. Ask for the ID. Check the ID. Look at the name. Look at the name on the check. Look at the picture of the ID. Look at the person in front of you. We had a guy, a younger kid one time, uh, steal some old man's checks. He was 70-something years old. Of course, the cashier looks at the ID, looks at the check, doesn't put it together. And What? Yeah. So just another thing. You got to pay attention to what you're doing because people out there are trying to, trying to scam us. This is what happens. Yeah. And the thing is, people got to remember, it's not just protecting harps. It's protecting the customer who owns those checks. 
That's mm-hmm. another reason why you check IDs. That's another reason why you do all those things because you're protecting everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not being rude. It's not being, and, and it's hard because it's confrontational. It's hard when you have to go, well, I need to see your ID. Well, in my mind, you're thinking, you don't believe me? You don't believe who I am? I mean, that's what I would say if I was getting carded on something. You don't believe this is my check? That's, that's exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else for me today that you would want customers or associates to know about gift card scams? Don't feel like you can't ask questions. Uh, you're not invading their privacy. Remember, when you're protecting somebody, it's easy to ask questions and it's okay. It's appropriate. And uh, you're not going to ask them what they're buying. You ask them, what's this for? Who are you giving this to? Um, are you going to get to them over the phone? And uh, like I said, if they don't want to answer your questions, more than likely they're being scammed. Because if you're buying a gift card for somebody and someone asks you, hey, what's this for? Who are you buying this for? Oh, my, I'm buying it for my friend. Um, she just graduated, whatever. And you're going to tell them. You're not going to be offended for telling them what happened and asking questions. Then they might follow up and say, oh, I have to ask you because I'm lost prevention. You know, and they might explain it that way. But whenever you ask a question, would you be offended yourself? And um, if the answer is no, then just ask it, especially if you're going to, if you're protecting somebody or protecting harps. Like I said, I tell managers all the time, if you're protecting somebody, you're okay. Just keep that in mind. And so ask questions and don't be afraid to tell a customer no if you need to, because you might be saving them a ton of money. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today. I'm sure we'll do another one soon to do with stuff on the cameras and some other fun loss prevention things. But thanks for your time. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for hopping on today, Travis. If you're still listening, we hope you enjoyed today's episode about loss prevention and gift card fraud in the retail industry. To learn more about this subject, check out the description below for more information and be sure to submit any questions or comments to the email linked in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us at the Hometown Fresh channel and tune in next week where we'll talk about things your children have definitely said at the grocery store. See you next week.